Excuse me. Has anybody seen That was a joke about the world being flat, right? Was it? Why does it seem like the further we go back in history, the more advanced we were? You're telling me people were so primitive they took a hammer and chisel and made this? President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. When we were successful, we were We had a real chance at this new world order. Um, yeah, where were you guys? I don't really want to get back into the abortion thing. No, we totally guys... should because I didn't get my turn. <laughs> Let's do it. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not scared to. I just know that it's a. It's a highly controversial topic. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to piss anybody off, and no. I can already tell no. that we might have a debate yeah issues. yeah you guys yeah. definitely have different views yeah <laughs> but but can i kind of i think like i come in somewhere in between you guys a little bit perfect yeah like let's... first i want to say that i think i really like this catalyst because this is you know i'm gonna tie this into the pandemic and uh the whole vaccine um issue okay um, and what I've realized is that these two sides of these two issues are in complete and total contradiction to themselves. Because what you have here is you have the issue of abortion, pro-life and pro-choice. But what the issue really is, is bodily autonomy. Okay, the right, the person has to choose of their own body. And like personally, what I've come to decide is that the fact of the matter is, is that that thing inside that girl is connected through an umbilical cord and is completely dependent on that woman for its life. When it comes to attach, when that thing comes out and the umbilical cord become, comes to attach and stuff, that thing is now autonomous. Before, it's not autonomous. Right, every day, we wash our hands and we murder billions and billions of single-celled organisms, okay? They're, they're dependent on us for life. They exist on our body. We're pooping them out in our poop. You know what I mean? We got living things all over us. Some of them have more cells than just one cell. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff that, a lot of death and stuff that goes on all over our bodies all the time. And I'm not saying I'm pro-abortion by any means, but I am pro-choice because I am pro bodily autonomy. And the issue, how it relates to the vaccines and the pandemic is because that's the same issue when it comes down to it. It's an issue of bodily autonomy. And with that issue, see, I align opposite with the two sides that I align with on these things, you know, because like I'm pro-choice over here and I'm aligning with this democratic point of view. I'm saying bodily autonomy, woman has the the right to choose over her own body until the umbilical cord is attached and then i'm on the right over here saying hey no mandates you know no mass you know, bodily autonomy we should be able to choose for ourselves whether we get the shot or not the woman should be able to choose for herself whether she has an abortion or not but the thing is is these people are claiming bodily autonomy on both sides and then trying to force their way against bodily autonomy on the opposite issue 
on the same side. You know, we got Democrats who are pro-choice but want to force you to get a vaccine, and you got Republicans who are, you know, don't want to force you to get a vaccine, but they want to uh, prevent you from getting an abortion. You know, and like, I just can't take that much control over another person. For one, not being a woman, I have no place to even say a goddamn real thing on the issue in the first place if anyone's gonna decide what happens to women's bodies it's gonna be fucking women come on guys like on top of that i just don't want to control other people i don't want other people to control me if i don't want other people to control me i can't want to control other people you know and so no matter what i think about another life or not you know there is a point at which i've decided that at this point it is part of this person who's already living and at this point it is now its own thing it, it needs to you know be protected as an autonomous being you know and that's my perspective but i don't want to force that on anybody else that's my perspective sure. for me okay that's, okay. A, that's let me jump I, in can i jump yeah, real quick yes uh, please because so I know my perspective is 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 a lot different as well right like so I, I I really do I'm I'm like I I believe that nobody should force anybody to do anything, but my my I take it a little step further is like why are we still making these same arguments for the last 50, 60 years right like this has been an issue that's for some reason a hot a button topic for people right like because they say is it life is it not life all this and that and I always wonder why people don't change their approach right like I've said this many times like if you really don't want people to have abortions then create we have a free market so create something where people have a, a, a nice environment where like hey we can help you adopt we can help you do this you know what I mean invest in those kind of places educate people tell yes. people why it might be good right. find a different argument yes. like say the argument to people be like hey I wouldn't suggest you to get an abortion like if you ask me I would say don't get it i'm not gonna say but i'm not gonna shun you for getting it either I'm, but i'm gonna tell you like hey let me just tell you a couple stories like i have a friend that she's gotten a, a few abortions right like then they try to have a, a kid later like 10 years later couldn't you know sad you know that like you don't know when your time so there's different arguments if you want to persuade persuade somebody or give them more information but the person yeah. has to make that decision themselves uh, yeah, it has to be on them they can't they can't be like some just oh you have to do this because it's life no like life is what we make it and if you want to nurture and you think it's life then you want to give them the education of what you believe not forcefully telling them like oh if you do this like people marching in front of an abortion clinic murder murder what are you doing you're not even understanding it it's not just about a kid getting raped it's like a lot of kids they don't know they're they're pregnant 16 17 18 years old still living with mom and dad uh don't have a great relationship with mom and dad can't explain to them that they're pregnant they have to do something there's only one option if you give them another option, it would change things. And you invest in these options instead of forcefully telling people what to do. You create a free market option that they are able to go and find a different uh, source of uh, information that can help them. Right. Do you know, um, do you listen to Steaks for Breakfast podcast? Yeah, yeah, here and there. Okay, so you know Antoinette then? Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she was happily married for years. And uh, they got pregnant and she went into Planned Parenthood because it's called Planned Parenthood. So she assumed that they were going to help her plan her parenthood. And all they actually did was try to convince her to have a fucking abortion, even though she was married and uh, old enough to be a very respectable parent. 
but they were trying to convince her to have an abortion. Do you know why they try to convince these people to have abortions, especially these kids? Do you know why? It's because it is a mass sacrifice ritual. And I don't give a fuck if you believe me or not, but this is a fucking occult thing. Do you know who who created Planned Parenthood? Sure, sure. But what I'm saying is that, like, regardless of what the outcome is, whether it's occultic or not, what I'm saying is they don't have another option. Where are you going to go? As if you're a scared kid, there is nowhere else to go. That's what that that's what I think is the bad part. I totally I totally fuck. We lost him. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you on that point, bro. Like, I totally agree with you. And I think we've had this discussion before. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, then across the street, then if people really, really actually gave a fuck, then they should put an alternative right across the street. That Exactly. Like, that's the way to do it. That way they go, hey, there's the option. Instead of saying, hey, you're, what are they going to do? Okay, you're telling them they're committing murder, but like they have no, no real viable option of what to do. You gonna call him real quick? Uh, we keep having internet issues. I'll try the hotspot. So they're kind of off the grid. That's why they're having issues. Yeah, it's all good. It was pretty good for a while, though. It's not like it's been like that bad, though. Like we're back. Yay! Awesome, awesome. I just made an amazing point, and you guys missed it, but that's okay. Well, but you know what? You know what? You were going down this road about Planned Parenthood, and I just wanted to agree with you that whole time. Like Planned Parenthood, I think is definitely like from the the ground up. The person who started it. If you do the research, they're evil. They're not she, for she our best interest. She was an extremely evil person. Yeah, dude, it's it's bad, bad shit. And this is these World Economic Forum fucking trilateral commission, CFR, Illuminati. Fucking builder group, douchebag, elite motherfuckers, chop the top. (laughs) Taking advantage of people in a vulnerable position. I mean, abortions have been happening. It's age old. It's going to continue to happen, whether it's legal or not. It is about, you know, providing a safe environment to keep everybody as healthy as possible. Absolutely. You know, I, I had a I had a girlfriend who, against my will, I did not want her to do this um went and got an abortion and uh i was on my way to work that morning and she was like we lost it she was like you're not gonna take the day off uh to come with me to get the abortion and i was like no and i don't think you should take the day off either i want you to go to work i do not want this abortion and if you do this it's gonna fuck up our relationship and she did it anyway It fucked up our relationship. We ended up breaking up and she ended up hitting me up a few, few years later and says that she has like nightmares all the time because she regrets her decision. And I'm not saying that's everybody because we just listened to that clip. We just listened to that clip. I don't give a fuck about those kids. Honestly, like if a woman wants to, you know, like, so I don't know. I, I know yeah, that there's people, definitely some dangerous extremes out there that, you know, are, are, are apparent where people are being disconnected, you know, by uh, these actions that they're taking. And maybe that's how they're coping with it. You know what I mean? Do you but know like, where these fetuses are going? I mean, to, 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 to be honest, do you know, I, I don't do you know see, what a, I don't see do where, know, so I don't. Do you, you know get what a, to opt what happens? You, well, do you know what a, Supposedly you get to opt. Do you know what a dream 
adrenochrome is. Yeah, yeah. No, I've. And do I know. you know what? Do you know what stem cell research is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know. Sure. Okay, so that's what this program is, and it yeah. was, and that's what it's become. Originally, it was to not allow black people to produce yeah. as much because they yeah. wanted they didn't want well, the it's eugenics any it was just anybody it's like anybody they felt like was not up to their par yeah social yeah exactly like you yeah. have to and be a certain bloodline and, and, and it, that goes back centuries you know what i mean but i think that the the thing that we miss in all this whether it's not just about abortion or mask rights like the real thing is we have to win these narrative wars you know what i mean we don't we have to change the minds of people the reason why those you hear those uh, uh ladies and dudes like getting all like oh like so extreme about it is because these narratives are formed by each team red team blue team right so they're like oh you're on our team and you're hearing the extreme of them too because you got to remember they're in front of a camera they're probably around their friends who knows possibly drinking not drinking or like things that are involved and people try to be animated you know what I mean? Like they know that there's a viral moment. Everybody wants to be that next viral sensation. But I think if we control the narrative and give them the options like, hey, you know what? It is good to have a family. It is good to like resource and it is good to do this. And this is how you could do this. Here's step A, B, C, D. Go through it. So people go, oh, I see they did it. Maybe I could do it, too. And that's how we pass it on. Right. But to forcefully tell people, hey, you can't do that. I, I, I just know from experience, uh, like how, anybody that has kids, if you go do not touch that, what are they going to do the first thing? They're going to go try to touch that. Yeah, so you have to yeah, explain sure. to them why you're saying don't touch that because it's hot. If you touch that, you will be burned. It will. You know what I mean? And they still might try to touch it because yeah. the curiosity yeah. mind of a human being. And I think if we push the narratives of, hey, have families, families are good. But women are, are are told for like a lot of years that that oh you can't be successful, and and have a you know a family which is not fair so that we should push back and that's where we flip the uh, PR on them with uh, Edward Bernays we go why can't a woman be, have a family uh, and have her uh, career and do everything she wants what's wrong with that and then people see people doing it and see other options. I think there's a narrative that gets spun too that uh you know if you're gonna choose to have an abortion at one point that you're never gonna have a family you know or you know that that you might want a family but realize that it might not be the right time for you you know like you know and everyone has a different extent of connection and feeling and um responsibility and you know this is the thing though is they have us all divided on these moral issues that we really have to decide for ourselves mm -hmm. and you can't blanket you can't legislate you know you can't tell people and we also have to, you know, get this narrative change from the, like an ethnic or ideological holocaust and, and, and realize that it's a socioeconomic holocaust that's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it is literally, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. If you don't reach this certain hierarchical position in the socioeconomic status, you do not fucking matter you are cannon fodder you are fucking experimental animals there's no respect or regard for the nuremberg code anymore i see it this, this mosquitoes violate it the masks violate it because masks are actually considered by the cd the cdc to be an experimental medical device even just the mask the 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 vaccines violate it you know are we are being violated and you know everywhere we turn there's you know, the violation going on and it's something that i have been bringing to people's attention a lot lately uh is the idea of eschaton and uh, i don't know if many people are familiar with eschaton 
but I feel like you know it's I've it's never an heard, idea what is, or what is it what is it I, I've never um it's you're, it's you're kind of a way to describe the end times it's kind of like a word for an apocalypse but it's a kind of a a, a kind of apocalypse an apocalypse of, of corruption where um you know values are inverted you know and and things are being twisted and turned upside down and it leads to this ultimate um self-destruction or implosion uh through absolute corruption so uh, you guys should go look up eschaton so yeah, basically trying to build babylon up to the heavens and then right god gave everybody different languages but catalyst can i ask you a question because you know how you no, were saying you about cannot life. ask me a fucking question <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about life you know like you know how when it starts but like what about this? You know, you know, people say there's own like, oh, well, you should only have an abortion like if blah, blah, X, Y, Z. Right. But think about this. What about having a child? Right. And the child is brought into this world. And then now this child is part of the system and they can't get out of the system. They're in foster care. And we know how bad and rotten foster care. So I'm just saying is that like yep. if you look at any part of the spectrum, there is very bad parts. So I think these decisions need to be made by like. So do you think it's better to just kill these kids? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, no, what I'm trying to tell you is the only way around. Oh, he's in a better place now. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying so what is so should. So if you're if you're in a foster care and you're physically abused, mentally abused, sexually abused for your whole life, how is that a better life? So like the argument is 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 this is to teach, right? To, to help people be better people. So they don't have better to parents. make those. Yes. And they don't have to make these uh, uh, crazy decisions, rash decisions, why they're not ready because there's a community of people to help them or, or a good foundation. But I'm saying, if you're a single, if, if you have a terrible, say you come from a terrible family, right? You have a terrible family that nobody's going to help you. You're all alone. You're 16 years old, 17, even 18 years old. You're, you're, you're like, I don't know what to do. It's not necessarily like, Oh, I want to succeed in my career it's like damn i don't i can only barely feed myself and now i'm it, gonna have another mouth to feed and not just that then the 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 the, the trauma if they're still going through trauma whether they do with the abortion sorry, or not, Sean, i just don't see i just don't see the fucking what if you're a 30 year old prostitute okay yeah. I, I have something to say hang like, on hang on, hang on. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you hit this amber you but I, I need i need to i need to address sean right now because i don't i don't i i don't agree with what you're saying right now because uh these kids don't have a fucking say bro these kids don't have a fucking say when and they're I'm, in foster right. care they don't have a they don't also have a don't have a say they're sexually abused they're killed they're killed by like uh, uh at seven years old eight years old six years old tortured so I i'm saying like foster care so I, okay I so kill them so kill no, i'm not saying i'm just that's so not what i'm em. saying that's not what i'm saying i'm just comparing i'm just showing you the parallel of like it is just it can be just as bad on the other side but what i'm saying is that if we teach if we help we nurture we show we can't just demand if we demand it's not going to yes. work yep okay i agree you with you 100 i agree with kind you 100%. Of where i was gonna pick up too yeah it's like if you if you really want to make an impact on women having abortions you need to meet the women with where they're at and i understand catalyst you know you had a personal experience that has caused some trauma and grief for you and i'm very sorry for that but at the same time we can live in infinite what ifs you know what if you had been there for her and walked her to the clinic and said the entire time i wish you wouldn't do this i wish you wouldn't do this instead of saying do what you're going to do you know what if what if what if that goes on for infinite 
But what if in the future we meet these people where they're at, help them know that there is a community to take care of, you know, they're not going in there wanting to kill somebody. They're going in there saying, I'm going to, that life has been so fucking horrible to me. I don't want to do this to somebody else. I am saving somebody else suffering. That's what a mother is saying when she goes and has an abortion. Yeah. It is not, I am killing my baby for my own benefit. And if I can just add that's to a that. Damn good, and, that's and a damn good wrap, argument. That's a damn good argument. Well, this is something that, you know, I have expressed a lot, you know, especially coming from a family where I've never seen my parents love each other. I literally feel like I was born of contempt. You know, like I, I have this whole concept um hardcore band idea called should have been aborted you know and like it's my take on how i've felt a lot of my life in the situation and the pain and struggle that i've gone through and like dude, i'm not saying i'm some person starving in africa no dude those weren't my burdens that i was given i was given a different set of burdens and they've been fucking heavy you know to the point where i have dealt with suicidal feelings and uh self-worth doubts you know like whether i'm even supposed to be here when my parents can't even get along they can't even get along i'm fucking yeah, 40 years old and they literally can't even still get along on a phone call you know i feel like i'm like well how am i supposed to be yeah i'm thankful to be here but i am like dude sometimes the lives that people lead lead them to become hitler and maybe when a person decides for themselves that they are so not fucking ready, because people on the right act like these women want to just go in there and fucking slaughter babies. And it's so, so not the truth. Oh my God. It is so spun. They're so you know, scared. And you know what doesn't help is these is these stupid girls on these, you know, interviews saying, oh, I don't care, I'll kill them. No, dude, because that gives the right, that perspective that women, no, most, I guarantee you 99, probably 99.9% of women who go in to get an abortion are struggling with that decision. And the only reason that they're coming to that conclusion is that they don't want that child to live a worse life than they lived, you know? And if you can't come to grips with that, you gotta be able to let the woman come to grips with it. And I got one more thing to add, you know, I've been in an experience myself where I ended up getting a girl pregnant and I didn't know I got her pregnant and we had broken up actually right after she, uh, right before she found out she was pregnant. And because we broke up, she terminated pregnancy. You know, she already had a kid to take care of. She already had uh, a father that she wasn't with and wasn't getting along with. She, you know, she had her reasons. It, I fucking cried for like a week, you know, because at, at the time where I was in my life, I, I was devastated. You know what I mean? But like, I... I worship the choice that she made because she made it for herself and I have the utmost respect for that. And I know, you know, she ended up having the kids with someone else down the line. You know what I mean? And like, dude, some babies are meant to be born. Some babies are not meant to be born. You know, like this has been going on since way back when, you know, and like, just like all life, we gotta be able to let go you know, and we also have to have the respect for every single individual subjective perspective experience autonomy. All right. Well, I, I definitely have a lot of things I want to read, but 
but I'm not. I respect your opinion too, Callis. Yeah, I respect yeah, your opinion absolutely. too. And and I think that it's important for, for people like you to be, stick to your standards and stay true because dude, if you're not true to your heart, you're not being true to yourself and you can't be true to anyone else. So I just even feel though like we it's disagree. A mass, I just feel like it's a mass. I feel like Planned Parenthood is a mass is. Yes. fucking ritual. Yes, I agree. I totally agree that Planned Parenthood is absolutely the wrong way to go about this issue. 100%. But I also think that legislation is the wrong way, equally wrong way to go about yeah. this issue. Yeah, I don't have the answer. I don't think <laughs> no one does. No I one don't does. have the answer. There is an answer. answer. The answer, answer you have the answer raised, for you. You have I just don't, you. I just don't feel like anybody should have raise the quality of I life. I just don't feel like anybody should right. have the power over somebody else being yes. able to have a life. Like if well, when you it's are, inside you, bro, I don't know. If yeah, you are conceived is. in my, in my opinion, if you're conceived, you are a person. And if somebody doesn't let you become that person, then you are like, who knows? Like we could have had like a better Tupac. We could have had a better fucking Martin Luther King. I don't know. But if, it, but if we didn't, it wasn't meant to be. And if if something is terminated before it, it it reaches its full potential, it did reach its full potential because it is what it is. Yeah, but it could also be in Jeffrey Dahmer, man. Like coming from a broken home, like it could be there's endless amounts of like you were saying, ifs. It, you know, ifs can go. We forever. gotta trust people. We gotta yeah, trust and, people and, to make the right choice, you know. But, if, like, but so. if there if there's more love, like if we were talking earlier, like understanding and, and and having this compassion and empathy for each other, which can happen in pockets of time. But if we can consistently do this with everybody all the time, then that's the answer. But how do we get there? I don't know. That's the the the, the conundrum that we're in. It's like, how do we get there? We kind of know what we should do, but how do we get everybody? How are we to kind still of get on abortion? At this day and age. Well, because well, it's a moral no. issue. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's the more we all have to choose for so ourselves. No Everybody answer. out there watching this, you have to choose for yourself what's right for you. And that's why and it's respect. so important that we got people like you, Catalyst, out there telling your girl, don't have the abortion, don't have the abortion, don't have the abortion. Because we all are the influence that we need to be on all the people who we need to be that influence on. And whether they take our advice or not, it's just the experience. It's the experience. And even an early terminated life, it had its experience and it's bringing back an experience of early termination to source and source is learning and we are evolving you know and it's the ability to be able to share these ideas respect each other's ideas encourage each other to stand up for our own ideas even if they're different from one another i mean this is new realms that we're even delving into right here right now you know russia and ukraine the world economic forum biden trump all these people they can't seem to do what we're all doing right here here. But if everyone that's watching this, if they can do what we're doing right here, and we can do what we're doing right here, then we can take over this regime of violence and authoritarian oppression that just causes this trickle-down effect, where down the hierarchical line, people take shit out on each other. And so they're basically looking up above them, mimicking the behaviors of the people above them, and taking it on out, out on down the line. And the people below them are seeing how they're being treated, and they're treating people below them like that. But we're not treating people based on how we want people to treat us. We're treating people based on how we're being treated by other people.
And this is what's got to stop. We got to start thinking for ourselves and thinking unto others, unto these. We will either evolve or we will fucking perish. And honestly, as much as I have a distaste for humanity in its current state, the potential that I see for us is more beautiful than anything I think I've ever seen in my life. And I am fucking pro-evolved to our full potential, whatever that may be. I love that. I love that. Please, <laughs> please, actually, I don't, I don't mean to call you out, but could you expand on that a little bit, bro? Because, like, I fucking love what you just said. Could you please just expand a little bit? Well, I, okay. I mean, honestly, I think that if we can move forward with like an ultimate respect to nature and not try to play God, you know, that we do have a potential to reach a state of uh, utopia. I think, I mean, because I do have solutions. I can sit here all day and we can talk about all these problems and all these things we disagree on, but I'll, I break into the solution when I start talking about us all being able to agree to disagree and get along and support each other in our own opinions. And that's only the surface. The solution comes down to education. When we start changing the way that we're educating people, when parents are going to school with their kids and they're meeting the parents of the other kids kids and the other kids that their kids are around and the teachers who are instructing them and they're knowing what their kids are learning and their kids are like this all came from an epiphany that I had on LSD when I realized that a majority of children who get sent to kindergarten have an initially negative experience to begin with and that sets off this cycle of rebelling against education, which becomes what makes it cool in high school to not do well and why nerds are not popular because the majority of us are shoved into this environment with all these other egos who have never really had to deal with being controlled by anyone other than their parents or their older siblings, having to relinquish those egos to one another and this foreign authority it causes this complete rejection of the entire educational experience. And I think deeply seeds this rooted idea that we don't like learning. A lot of people, when they graduate high school, they think, oh yeah, I don't have to learn anymore. But fuck man, what is your fucking life if you're not fucking learning, yo? Oh dude, I don't know about you, but since I graduated high school, I've learned so much more. And I've Thank been you. hungry to learn so right. much. More. Yeah. Right. You right. Can teach yourself. But so when we start changing, you know, the foundations of education and community, we start building a real community where we know each other and we know what's going on with each other and we can provide support to one another and we can gain understanding so we can accept one another. Then we don't grow up with social illnesses that lead to school shootings, uh, identity confusion, um, you know, lashing out and all these negative bullying. These are all, you know, everyone wants to uh, put band-aids on school shootings by banning or labels weapons. or labels. It, it, Right. They want but to put I mean, labels on it. It's, it's a white right, white supremacist, right? It, but it's it's all it's all to cover up the fact that beneath the issue is an, a root issue. And the root issue is a disconnect in humanity that's being disseminated from the top 
from the oligarchs, the politicians, you know, all these wealthy families, including a lot of the way that religion is being conducted. And what it's doing is it is using oppression and suppression. And that's what causes these root issues that end up with these severe consequences later in life because they've been building up. When you start dealing with the social illnesses, population doesn't seem like such a problem. You know, but if we keep increasing the population before we get a handle on our social illnesses, the social illnesses are only going to get worse. What about prison and consequence like for legal, like for, for not being able to get along in society, antisocial behaviors? Why are we locking people in? Fuck that. We need to lock them out. If you're not going to get along and be peaceful and at least ask for the things you need, and you got to understand. And when we start changing things fundamentally from the foundations up, everything starts changing, you know, and part of my whole ideology is to completely get rid of currency because it is, it is a false representation of value. The real value is in the product, the resource, and, you know, the, the, all the energy that happens in between. And we don't need currency because what currency does is it distracts us from the real value. Like, why do people want the things they want? Not because they really want them most of the time, because they're being conditioned to want them. If we take away this hierarchical wealth, you know, where, you know, the, the, the garbage man and the dishwasher have access to the same resources and opportunities as doctors and, you know, the, the wealthier positions, you know, because we're all contributing when that doctor eats at the restaurant, that dishwasher makes sure that doctor is not going to get sick because they washed the fucking doctor's dish. Don't you think that dishwasher is just as important as that doctor if it's keeping that doctor from getting sick so that doctor can help the sick people and when you amen. have that amen when you when you have that then people who don't have what they need can ask for what they need and gain access to it when we're not making a million different versions of one television so that these people who are on a lower socioeconomic scale can buy the one for like $500 and the person higher on the wealth of hierarchy can buy the $5,000 television and we start making only the televisions that are in demand because you don't have to pay a certain amount of currency for them you just look at their the aspects of them you say this is what I want this is what serves my purpose and everyone is choosing what serves their purpose you start seeing which things people actually really want what they do you start innovating towards quality instead of some kind of profit quantity you don't need to continue to sell your product to people you don't need it to break on them you don't need to put out a new version you don't need to hold back innovation so that you have a new version to put out you can put out your best of everything and people will have it for the next 10 or 20 years and we'll use tons less resources will pollute a ton less because we won't have this throwaway economy driving currency profits everything will be product resource quality over quantity based and it eliminates so much production waste it eliminates so much resource waste it eliminates landfill use i mean i'm telling you if you just 
started even thinking about the implications of some of the solutions that I'm trying to advocate for, you start to realize that a lot of these solutions are actually exponential because they address root issues. And as you address root issues, problems that stem from the root issue are solved along the way by solving the root issues. Well, I think we I think we lost sight of the root issues when the Rockefeller yeah. started taking control of what we're learning, right? Yeah. And and, and yeah, so communities we, fell apart. We we become we had white picket fences to separate us from our neighbors. Right. It's 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 all it's all in there it's all symbol it's all symbology and, and and metaphors but it's all in there you look at our way of life and you can literally see the sickness one last thing i want to bring up you know that i remember just from some recent tim is they were talking about you know when he went on the daily wire um with them in nashville uh, they were talking about how if you used to ask people if you came upon um a, a river and your pet was drowning and and a stranger was drowning which would you save and they'd always say the stranger okay but you ask people nowadays the majority of people say i saved my pet and that is a fucking psychosis man it's a fucking psychosis you know and i'm not saying anything to disrespect pets but i'm what i'm saying is i'm trying to represent this disconnect in humanity you know where we don't even look at each other as valuable as our own pets. We don't look at each We're other. all family. Mm. We don't even look at each other. We, we hide from each other behind masks and shit like that, you know? And, and we hide from each other behind texting, you know? And, and uh, like all these ways we hide from each other and stuff. Like we're not even seeing each other. We're not even seeing each other for who we are. We're not even seeing ourselves or ourselves for who we are. You know, take some fucking psychedelics and stare into the mirror for six fucking hours. Okay. And then <laughs> write some shit down and read it a week later. I'm telling you, this shit is medicine and it can help us more than we know. It's not a fucking party drug. It's not really to have fun on, but when you do use it to get right with yourself and you do get right with yourself, it can be a very enjoyable experience because it will bring out the best and the worst in you. And if you are consumed by the worst, you'll have a bad fucking trip probably. Or you won't yeah. really enjoy it for what its potential is. You'll always be something first, expecting something that it's not. The first, the first time I took mushrooms, I actually ended up in the hospital. I took it by myself. Actually, it wasn't even the first time. The only time I took mushrooms, I was by myself. And my, at the time, uh, fiance, who was pregnant with my daughter, was like, I want you to do mushrooms. She was like, I want you to do mushrooms because I want you to like look at life differently. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I was like, I got an eighth of mushrooms, right? And I ate a little bit of them. And then she was like, no, you need to eat the whole eighth to get the, to get the full effect. And I was like, oh, okay. And I've never taken them before. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I ate the whole eighth. And then... She was like, I'm going to take a nap. 
uh, it's going to hit you in about a half an hour and then wake me up when it hits you. So I went in and I was like, yo, I feel really weird. And I was trying to wake her up and she was like, uh, my friend Tim lived next door and she was like, go hang out, go hang out with Tim a little bit. And I'm going to try to wake myself up. So I went over to Tim's house, Tim's house. I went over to Tim's house and fuck, <laughs> he was sitting there playing uh, Xbox. And I was like, yo, uh, I just took mushrooms like 10 minutes ago, bro. I'm about to trip out. And I was all excited. And, and, uh, and uh, anyways, I, I tripped the fuck out to where the fuck I, yeah, I bet. was freaking myself out. I bet. I mean, I ate a whole eighth my first time, but I'm a pretty decent sized person. And, you know, I, I've, you know, got a pretty good handle on shit. But, like, dude, for you to eat a whole eighth your first time and not be in, in a supportive I ended situation. Up in, I ended up in the hospital. Yeah. And then a sheriff came in and said, where did you get these mushrooms from? Uh, and I was like, are you a lizard or a real person? <laughs> and he was like here's my card. I'm going to give it to your wife, who was actually my fiance at the time. I'm going to give it to your wife. Give me a call when you're not hallucinating anymore. <laughs> and I fucking hallucinated to the point where I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. So she was like, eat the entire eighth. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat the entire eighth. And then I'm like, fucking all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to eat like I don't feel right. And then I made myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it tasted like I was eating straight sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really enhances your awareness, doesn't it? And I'm like, okay, fuck this. I can't do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Tim's. Like my, my fiance told me to go to Tim's. She was already asleep. I'm like, fuck dude, I'm fucking freaking out. Okay. I'm going to go to Tim's. Tim's going to make me feel better. And so I went to Tim's house and I was like, yo, dude, I'm freaking the fuck out right now. I just took a fucking ate the mushrooms mm -hmm. and, uh, and I would, I was, can you guys still hear me? Hold on. For some reason we're having or something. How many things? Can... Is it on there? Okay, say something. I mean, we can hear you guys fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Okay. Real. There, that one. There we go. No. I don't want to know what the issue is. I can hear you fine. You can hear me fine. Oh, perfectly. Oh, now we can hear through this through the computer, I guess. Will you close? Yeah. Okay, sorry All right. about that. All right, well. That's right. Well, you guys okay, so you're at Tim's. Yeah, so I went to my friend Tim's house, and uh, he was like, oh, I just got this new game. It's called Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm aging myself. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. 
He was like, you want to play? I was like, no, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch you play and see, see what the game's about. And so I'm like watching him play Call of Duty (laughs) and I'm seeing all this blood and all of a sudden the blood is like coming out of the TV when he's shooting people. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I can't look at the TV anymore. And then I looked down at the carpet and all I saw was like patterns. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's like a little bit of the better part. And I was like, okay, this is way better than blood. (laughs) So I'm just going (laughs) to stare at the fucking carpet for a minute. But I'm a control freak. So I'm like, I need to feel like I'm in control of my body. And I could not control myself. And my hallucinations kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then I was like, yo, Tim, I need to go back to my house. Granted, I lived right next door. I had to have this guy walk me home. Yeah. Which was literally 10 fucking feet from door to door. Probably didn't know which way to go out his front door. So he takes me home. And I completely for fucking, I forget everything from that. I blacked out. Apparently my fiance found me laying on the ground in the bathroom with a pile of puke and I wake up in the hospital and they didn't even put me in a room because I was a fucking drug intake. Uh, So I was just sitting in a gurney in the fucking hallway. uh, (laughs) And it was like, yeah, that sounds fun. So that was my first and only um, experience with hallucinogens. However, I really, really, really want to try the God molecule, the spirit molecule. Yeah, I got to say, it's kind of like the crack of psychedelics. I've I've done a ton of DMT and it's great and all. But, you know, like how crack just kind of gets you high for a few minutes, you know, and then you come down. I don't know. I've never done crack. Like, well, yeah, you know, that's one of the most addictive things about it is that you don't get high for very long. And that's why they, they're chasing it. Yeah, they're, that's why they're constantly chasing that high because it gets you there and you never get like, and then even they say that first one, like yeah. uh, it, you're chasing that first high and then, and it's almost impossible to get it again, but that's what they're mm-hmm. chasing. It's not like that with DMT so much, you know, like you, you can keep smoking DMT and like keep getting really, really blasted off. I mean, I've sat there and literally um, used a water Douglas to smoke bowls of DMT in a circle where we just passed it around and kept hitting it and hitting it. And I mean, I was probably blasted off for like 30 minutes to an hour or so, but like, it, I guess if you're kind of weary about the experience, it's a good way to kind of like put your foot in the door because it, you do come out of it rather quickly. So if you're not enjoying yourself, it, you know, it, it shouldn't last very long. Was, you know, when you drop some LSD or take some mushrooms, you're in for like a six to eight hour ride probably. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, no, even when I was passed out. It was like crazy because I was having visions even while I was passed out. So it was like, even when I woke up in the hospital, it wasn't any, there was no time lost. It was like, I was experiencing shit the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And Salvia. Salvia is another interesting one. Oh, Oh, fuck, dude. Salvia. I took Salvia. I, I smoked Salvia out of a bong one time. 
and this uh you you guys want to hear my salvia experience this is fun. definitely because this shit <laughs> some of the most intense shit you'll ever come across this was fun okay so this was after my first skateboard competition okay uh jp you know i was huge into skateboarding right like oh, yeah. i fucking i was a semi-skateboarder i was doing competitions and all kinds of shit and this was after my first skateboard competition in los angeles and i was skating against like hardcore fucking what's what's wrong sean no we're good i was just messing with my where i had my put on okay <laughs> okay we're good <laughs> So anyways, yes, I'm in Los Angeles. It's my first skateboard competition in Los Angeles. Um, it was actually, I just got sponsored by Tensor Trucks and um, uh, Chaos Skateboards, which was a local skateboarding shop in Los Angeles. And so I was skateboarding under Tensor Trucks and whatever. Uh, Salvia. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so after the competition, I go to this guy's house and he's like, yo, I just got this shit from the fucking, uh, from the smoke <laughs> yeah. and it's supposed to be like acid, yo. but it only lasts like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's do it. And, uh, and so we were like looking it up and this is like when the, internet was maybe like an infant you know what i mean like <laughs> so it was like we were trying to look it up but we couldn't find too much stuff and so i'm like all right i don't really know what to expect so i smoked this shit out of a fucking bong of all things yeah yeah did you put on some weed or just the salvia just the salvia bro just the salvia so i smoke it i go Pull my shit. And then all of a sudden it goes. And I'm uh -huh. in a box. And then all of a sudden the box starts going. <laughs> and I see a hand like spinning the box. <laughs> right? And I'm like, what the? And then I came out of it. And that was it. Yep. And I was like, yep. what the fuck just happened to me? Yeah. But that was a totally different experience. But with mushrooms, bro, like I, I, I kind of I want to try microdosing because I hear that's actually really good for you. Yeah. And I hear that I hear that like yeah. it. So like I want to try that. Like, but mushrooms, like I was like, fuck mushrooms, I'll never do that shit again. But you know, I'm a fucking truther and I like to look into things and I'm like, oh well, you know, I shouldn't take it an eighth for the very first time I fucking yeah. Did. yeah. And I shouldn't have done it by myself the first time <laughs> yeah. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, all right. I, I, I think there's some benefits in this and I and I wanna yeah. dig a little bit. Yeah, you eat just like a stem or a cap here and there, you know what I mean? Just have a good day. Lighten your mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. You won't. Well, they have these, like really. microdoses where they like actually have them in capsules and shit, right? Yeah, yep. you could like crush it. Yeah, but like to me, I never like. I don't know. I've taken like uh, you know quarter eights, like not like crazy crazy, but like I never seen like what people say. Like I have crazy dreams and stuff, but like more for me, like I only see like shadowy stuff and like vibrant, mm -hmm. like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like that's how like that's how I see it a lot. And like you said, it's like more like a body high it makes you feel like uh, just like 
takes the edge off, especially just a little bit. Like if you take like half a gram, like you'll be great, dude. You'll feel real good for like, I don't even think, cause yeah. you won't trip or nothing. You might see like, if anything, the worst case is like, you'll see like a tracer or something like. Yeah. Like a feather or a tracer. Like a motherfucker. Like I, I was hallucinating to the point where I didn't like it. And I was like, this is too much. I can't handle it. <laughs> I ate some fresh shrooms one time and went swimming um, at San Luis Bay Inn uh, down in Avila Beach. And I was actually having more of an audio trip than um, a visual trip. Everything was echoing. Like I was sitting in this hot tub with my friends and then there was like this group of other people and they're kind of like young, like high school age and they were like all chattering, you know? And it was just like going like, like every word they were saying was like echoing. So can I reel you back in? Because I don't think we really touched on uh, what what our plan is. What What can we do to make our voices heard about this mosquito problem to reel it way back well okay i i mean there are some sites that i would if anyone watching is like actually you know serious about this we have a lot of people um, in my show there's some websites uh, that offer uh information on what can be done um one of them is beyondpesticides.org uh and then there's this other one canoga park neighborhood council in los angeles it's canoga park nc.org um i think it's mostly local actions you know so like for us we definitely want to like look more into the stanislaw county area and whatnot um but the thing is is i think they really are kind of keeping this uh on the dl as much as possible uh so our, our really only legal powers you know are to like contact the political the, the politicians that are in power um especially starting with your local politicians like if you take the counties you know if you're resident of any of the counties that are going to be immediately affected you know then those are the local politicians that will have the most effect and the other thing is is the epa is heavily involved and so like um you know uh any way to shift the epa's uh, opinion um i mean like i just i don't know what fucking gathering and protesting and shit does anymore besides just cause more problems and division i remember being on the streets in berkeley you know um back when we lived in San Francisco uh, during like what the Mike Brown protests, I think like, and like, I don't know, we just never went back out to street protests because the, the amount of, of disorganization, chaos, violence, division, like even the, the protesters were arguing with each other. And, and I mean, like, we're not, I don't know, like I, the more that we fight, the more that the other side that thinks that they're right seems to fight, you know? And I feel like the only way to really do anything is I don't know, like maybe if you see police officers in your area or, or like public officials even, you know, to try to talk to them about your concerns about this, because like it's the people who have more influence, even business owners. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you go to local business owners in these counties and say, look, man, this is what they're doing and, and have some some kind of material to reference. 
and be like, these are the dangers. This is how this isn't working out how it's supposed to, you know? And like, I'm just trying to get prominent members of our community involved because I, as an individual, don't really have a lot of power, but you know, as a collective, we can really make a difference. And once you start getting, you know, the people who are bringing the commerce to the areas, then the politicians really have to listen because the, the commerce is what the politicians depend on, you know? And so if you can get the commerce to listen, then the politicians have to listen. And if the politicians are listening, then they can have an effect on the EPA. Us writing the letters of the EPA, we fucking wipe their ass with that shit. You know, I think even our Congress people wipe their asses with letters that we write them that they don't sure. agree with. But when the money starts talking, then the politicians start walking. Yeah. You will obey. <laughs> Seemed like the perfect time. <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> yeah, politicians. I just thought you ended it perfect. That's why I didn't really have much to say after that because I was like, yeah, I agree. Like that's the best way to do it is find prominent people in your area. Like whether it's a business, somebody, like you said, whoever has the most influence, like someone that's going to be able to make their voice heard. Like we can protest, but like you said, it fractions off, like even through the whole Occupy movement and everything you saw from that, that's where it fractioned off to pro people went to Proud Boys and Antifa or just named the different organizations. And, and then they just got more radicalized, like like uh, on one of the podcasts I listen to all the time, they would just call Dude, all the corrupt rebelizing too. people, you know, rebelize. They'd be like, they would just say that shit. Yep. they're trying to make rebels, you know, like, oh, you got to be the. And then there's the opposing force and they're going to constantly hit us with that. Like, hey, red team, blue team. Hey, they said this. Look how extreme they are. They're totally against what you believe. And you're like, oh, and they get on that emotional uh, strings where people think it's only left that gets emotional right as well. They find the right topics that they know is going to really trigger them and put them into like, OK, I hate them. I can dehumanize them and the other side dehumanizes them. So then if something happens to either side, they don't care. It's the things that we have to decide for ourselves. We all, if you really look at it, you know, and you follow it back, there's ethics and there's morals. And morals are these ethical issues that we have to decide for ourselves as individuals. And we have to consider how the choices we make affect the people that we share the space with. But then there's ethical issues that we need to come together and we need to agree. We don't need to write a law with the consequence. We need to agree that attacking one another physically is not beneficial for a conducive community. It, it, so, I mean, if we can all agree on that, then we can move forward. And, well, you know, and if you don't, what the hell? <laughs> what's it called? And if you can't agree with that, then like you said, locked out. You're not in. You're not allowed in yes. in, in, in this yeah. area. And you know. Well, obviously, because he said everything. <laughs> but um, I, th I think. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Callis. I'm just thinking, like, uh, how do we? Because everything that you named is what everybody on the right. Everybody on the right 
this whole deal thing, it's like, how do we get involved locally? Well, first fucking thing is we need to know what the fuck is happening locally. Right. Getting out there and talking to the, the people in your community for sure. fuck my microphone wasn't even by my fucking face okay that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) how many people in california actually know that this is fucking happening right like no yeah i don't think many people know and honestly what i did was i texted a shitload of people who i i I thought might give a shit or at least I, I, you know, would like them to know what, what's happening. I, I posted to my social media everywhere. Like, I mean, I even tagged people like Luke Rukowski from We Are Change and Tim Fool from Tim Cass, you know, in some of my stuff. And I, I'm not any kind of checkmarked anybody. I don't have millions of followers by any means, you know, like I am literally nobody in the world at this point. You would not believe how many subscribers I have on my YouTube, like, like nothing, you know, um, so I, I don't make a difference, but when I try to make a difference, yes, you do. I, I try to... <laughs> yes, you do. But I mean, like, uh, it, even I, I one, don't, even don't one person is even one person is a difference, bro. That's I, that's what I try to do, you know. I mean, but I also try to think beyond that, and I try to think about how I can bring it to the attention of you know not only everyone else who's you know considered nobody, just like me, you know, like who don't have millions of followers, but I'm like, hey. You know, who who does have a million followers that, that you know, might be interested in, in this, might be able to bring it to the attention of more people. I'm always looking to, like, see, you know, not only to reach the individual, but to reach the individual that has a, a, a greater reach than I do as well. I mean, and I guess maybe that's some part of the reason that, you know, I, I really appreciate being here on your show, being able to talk yeah, to you. I think, I think between me and Sean, I think, Sean, what do you got? Like 50, 54,000 followers? Uh, no, like 20, 20 something, 21. That's on Instagram, 21, yeah. Yeah, but they don't give me, I always tell people like, because I don't, I don't know, man, like people tell me, because people get mad at me all the time. Like, they're like, wow. Well, how come you got this and this has a lot of views and this doesn't? I'm like, you know why? Because I don't play to an audience, man. I just post and I say what I want. I, 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 my mind changes. I'm, I'm constantly in an evolution. Like people would try to put me in a box in general. And I'm like, look, man, I'm trying to better myself each and every day. And that doesn't mean that I don't fall flat on my face sometimes and make a fool of myself, but I'm constantly trying to uh, do better. So people like, that's all I could tell people. And then, then, you know, Oh, why'd you do this? Why'd you, I don't know, man. Like it depended on that moment. Like there's a lot of things that happen that get wrapped into moments. And I think when you step back and see life are moments and that you can relive the moment over and over again and make your life miserable, or you could move on and flip through the pages and keep, uh, uh, keep on keeping on like uh, that, like the famous uh, Socrates Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I like to look back at things that I'm embarrassed of or, or things that maybe I've changed and, and ask myself why I was that way when I was that way. And I think it helps me understand, be able to evolve out of some of the roadblocks that I, I you know, run into currently, you know, is and, and maybe, and- maybe help you understand how to speak to people that feel the way that you used to feel. Yeah. 
back yeah. when you used to feel that way, right? Because yeah, yeah. I come across those people all the time is like, especially since this uh, so-called pandemic happened and I'm seeing how people are swayed one way and I'm like, oh, this guy's a free thinker. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happens and I'm like, oh, wow. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You I know, relate to that. Yes. So, so like I, I look at these people and I'm like, wow you know what? I don't have all the fucking answers. I'm just speculating, honestly. And that's all my show is. Everybody listening to this right now or watching this right now, I'm just speculating. This is just my opinions and this is just my take on the fucking world. And this is Sean Chris's take on the world. And this is uh, JP and Amber's take on the world. Like this is just how we have conceived these things. And then and then taking them and being able to put them into our real world reality. You know what I mean? And all of us, even though you guys spend every single day together, every single time, you two have two completely different fucking realities, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're just really close. Yeah. They meld really well. Exactly. Right. They and work together. And they build on one and another. Yeah. What I love, what I love about what Sean says all the time is, is like, how, how can we have these conversations without getting angry with each other? How can we bridge these gaps with one another? Right. Because I feel like humanity at the end of the day is humanity. We care about each other. We care about one. I, I really don't think people are as selfish as we all think they are. I really don't. I think that people really, truly care about each other. Maybe I'm But wrong. I think you make a difference by bettering yourself. The only person you can change in this whole entire world or even do anything to, like, you can persuade people, you can give them information, but the only person that you can actually make do something is yourself. So if you better yourself and you treat yourself better, you learn how to love yourself, then inevitable, it will be inevitable that uh, the energy that you have will spread onto others and then spread onto others and, like, that whole hundred monkeys theory where like once uh, a certain amount of the species gets to that level that it kind of like a consciousness goes over everybody and i think that's all we can do i think sometimes the the we think fixing other because it's easier to fix somebody else right it's easier to see someone else's life and be like oh if no, you did no, this really, you do that you yeah and you live the, like it's easy because you can point it out. But when you go within yourself and see your own flaws and see the own things that you do wrong, uh, live your mistakes, accept your mistakes, uh, accept the things that you've done and, and, and look at it as, as blessings. Or look, when you can start seeing like the, the tragic events in your life now have become a piece uh, of you. That's very important that uh, maybe you look you start looking like, wow, I'm, I wouldn't have gone this path, which now I've learned so many different things that I would never have understood until this happened even though at the time it was it was horrible like it, it felt like the most painful thing that you could ever go through but these lessons are important masochism yeah well i didn't know it was called that but yeah <laughs> well i mean that concept of this um this experience of, of existential man when you find when you can come to find appreciation in the things that you don't necessarily find desirable you know that is what offers us a lot of growth because I think a lot of the time we don't really know what we do want until we have figured out a lot about what we don't, you know, and you Definitely. never know what you don't want if you're not willing to experience what's not comfortable or desirable, you know, and so like, 
the concept of existential masochism, I think, is something that is very, very overlooked and misunderstood by a lot of the world because we're very obsessed with comfort, commodity, convenience. I mean, we've so much so that we've lost our sense of purpose in the world because we've tried to create such convenience for ourselves that we've literally like convenienced ourselves into um, uh, oblivion. Like we don't even need ourselves anymore, you know, because just all everything can run itself without us. I was thinking about it today when it started raining so hard. It was raining so hard. And I was like, you know what? Like, this sounds fucking crazy, but I'm going to take all my clothes off and I'm going to go in the backyard and I'm going to fucking lay in the grass and just let the rain hit me. And I did it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a natural psychedelic right there, man. That that can take you to places that psychedelics take you without having to take a substance. Yep. well, I, I will tell you this, that I felt fucking amazing. Yep. And it, 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 yeah. it felt amazing. And yeah. I just feel like we, we numb ourselves to the things that truly matter to us because we are so convenienced. And I wonder how much more we would appreciate life if I don't know, maybe we had to build uh, a place that we had to live in. Maybe we had to provide food for the people that we actually care about, meaning more than go to the fucking grocery store, meaning like plant seeds in the ground and grow stuff and really truly value the things that we are harvesting. Where would humanity be at that point rather than having these authoritarian motherfuckers tell us how we have to live our lives and we turn on these goddamn tell a vision Mm -hmm. to tell us how to fucking think. I'm fucking sick of it. Like, honestly, I really, as much as this life is convenient, and as hard as my life is, it's still pretty fucking convenient considering I don't have to live in the fucking woods and hunt for my own food and and grow my own herbs and robs you a purpose of it though. But I honestly kind of wish it was the opposite. I wish I well, had to do that. We can have both and check it out, man. What if all the 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 resource we we aggregate to grocery stores and and department stores you know and we actually grew the food and farmed the animals and made the goods in those spaces instead of putting the resources into having them shipped from other places for cheap labor like how many different grocery stores are there in one little area of, of of a town there's like probably five to ten in, in in more dense populated areas. And if you took all that space and you put it together and you may have a community farm where you were making clothes and growing food and and everyone donated a couple hours, maybe maybe five to ten hours a week or something in areas that they're interested in learning about or or good at, we would become 
you know, self-sustainable to the point that we could start sharing this small local culture with the small local cultures around us with the surplus that we end up with. And those small local cultures around us will end up with surplus too that they can spill over onto the small local cultures around them. But it has to do with aggregation of resource, you know? And all we're doing is putting all the resource into these stupid grocery stores where people can't stand going because the aisles are so thin that you can't have space to get by somebody and look at what you're trying to buy. And we're all trying to be there at the same time because we all work the same schedule. And so it just creates this mass confusion instead of having a place where we can come together, donate some time, and then the goods that are produced and the services that are rendered can be offered in marketplaces like local farmers markets and things that happen every day, morning and evening if not all day long like well you know why that will never make sense right well because it's not what the fucking top wants because it takes the control away from them and it puts it in the hands of where it belongs you and me because it will work else. because it right. will work that's yeah. why but we, but we also we always got monsanto <laughs> monsanto i mean they're all right are they <laughs> like a, okay. No, they're not at all. okay who's better blackrock or monsanto i mean what's well, worse like getting shot or getting stabbed right <laughs> no dude this is where you choose neither we have to reject the so what's that happening right now in america right okay so china actually owns more land more farming land in America than any American farmers do, mm -hmm. which is scary. And think about the fact that the majority of the world's fertilizer comes from Russia, right? That's what's going on with this whole another, food. And another communist country, another communist well, country. What are we doing getting our fertilizer from people who are supposedly our enemies? That's kind yeah. of insane. That's what feeds the food that we're eating. You know what's like, funny is, is fucking the deep state has been trying to make the American people think that the Russians have been their enemies since the fucking 80s. I mean, they even no, since the movies. since the 50s, man. I mean, like, look at we're talking about since the Cold War, man. Like, I'm about Four. to post something tomorrow about it. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. That's all I have to I say. I grew up in it. I grew up in it. I was born in 81. You know, I remember the end of the Cold War. I remember growing up, um, like, not knowing if uh, there was going to be some kind of nuclear attack, you know, because of what it was going on. And even... I have Russian in my bloodline. And so when I was in grade school and we were talking about our ethnic backgrounds and stuff, and I would say I was Russian, other kids would look at me like, whoa, well, he's, he's Russian. I mean, watch out for that guy. Cause like the whole stigma was still kind of. Yeah. Before nine 11, all the terrorists in movies were Russian. You know what I mean? Look at Die Hard. Every, every like, uh -huh. like terrorist act was always uh -huh. a Russian. Like they, they That's had it embedded. Saying. It's because from you Rocky need to have four. that from Rocky for it's our then. rival, man. Like, think about it. It's our rival, right? Western Europe and Eastern Europe. And we're just another faction of Eastern Europe, which is Rome, which is like all the same shit, you know? And, and I just think that uh, uh, I was going to say something, but I forgot. But I do got to say, man, I do got to get going pretty soon because it's already like it's getting 1230 out here. It's a, a little late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a great conversation. Okay. Definitely. 
All right. Well, I love you, Sean. You're my boy. You know that. You're you're a brother from always. Um, JP and Amber, please plug your shit. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can go get these amazing fucking art shit that you guys are putting together because I fucking I can't afford it myself right now because I fucking got laid off. This is another thing I wanted to bring up. And <laughs> actually, before we log off, I wanted to bring this up. Um, I'm getting a lot of people on um, Patreon and on fucking um, Instagram calling me a pay tree it lately. And um, I just want you guys to know that like, I don't make any money from doing this podcast at all. My whole intention is to just give the truth to people and to speak my mind. And hopefully I can create some sort of conversation to where we can have conversations that make a difference, uh, uh, make a fucking difference because I'm sick of just a one-sided fucking agenda. Okay, so this is what my podcast is about. If you guys think that I'm out here trying to make money, you are absolutely out of your fucking minds. But even if you are, what's wrong with that, man? There's nothing wrong with that because I'm not. Second of all, those same people that are saying that are the people that are 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 okay with every single email Trump's fucking whole camp sends out that says, "Hey, don't forget to donate." (laughs) Like, I mean, like, come on, yeah, at least you're offering a service. Yeah, at least you have a service. Yeah, you should be able to make a living doing what you enjoy doing. You know, like, hey, man, I can't say that we're supporting ourselves on our art. You know, Amber goes to work every day, you know, um, busting her ass at the dispensary. So, I mean, it's, I don't think any of us have it easy. I don't think any of us are Tim Pool. And I don't think Tim's got it easy, but he's making it off what he's doing, you know, and he's a huge inspiration to me. But like people like us are huge inspiration. People like us are inspiration to me too, because we're the ones that are doing this regardless of whether it's supporting us or not. We're doing it for the love of it. And, you know, I always hope for everybody who's doing what they do for the love of it, that they are able to support themselves off of it, because that's what makes a happy person. Someone who can support themselves off of doing something that they enjoy doing. It's one of the fundamental things that's got to change about our society. I absolutely agree. I just want everybody to know that's watching or listening to this, that I don't make a single dollar off of this podcast at all. And even though I have sponsors and I shout out my sponsors all the time, uh, they might make some money, but they're losing money because they're giving you a discount just for listening to my podcast. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't see any money for this. I, I, this is not my intention. My intention. We didn't pay anything to be on here. We haven't given you any. You know what I mean. You're giving us a shout out. You're giving us a spot on the show. You know what I mean. We. My intention is just to have conversations. I want people to have open conversations. I'm sick of, I'm sick of conversations being shut down. That is why I started my fucking show. Is because we cannot have conversations shut down. We need to hear everybody's side of the story. And yes, I might not agree with everything that Amber and JP said tonight. I definitely don't agree with everything that fucking my boy Sean Chris says. But 
at the same time, we need to have these conversations because this is how we grow as people. Okay. And don't think that I'm fucking making money off of this shit. Motherfucker. I, I, I lost my job and I, never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. I don't make money off of this shit. What I'm doing is I'm trying to wake fucking people up and I love all of you. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of White Rabbit. Now, I'm going to give JP and Amber another chance to tell you where to go find their amazing art because their art is so dope. And uh, will you guys please come back on the show because I think there's so many more topics that we could talk about that you guys would be so you're giving people who have no real platform some platform like my biggest struggle with these people who have a lot of followers is i don't feel like i'm acknowledged by them because i don't have enough followers or whatever it is that they expect the people that they interact with that they put their energy into to have and and i mean you're giving platformless people a, a platform you know, and I think that's important. To, you know, you're reaching out to somebody who who doesn't have access to to, to for representation. Like, you know, you you're giving the everyday person that that opportunity, and it's just I feel like people are being alienated on social media by these checkmark, you know, accounts that that just I I you know I feel like there's two separate worlds, you know, and. I just can't express how much I appreciate the opportunity that I'm being offered to be recognized at, at, at bottom line. Bro, and, yeah. I, and I would love you guys to come back on too, also. Thank you. Like, I, 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 I hope this is not the only time you're on my show. Oh, it better not be. I'll, I'll come, I'll come stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna drop Sean, Sean Chris might even hit you up after this and be like, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, on. it was a this was a great conversation, man. Like, I, I I love conversations where they're constructive, where we all can uh, get a piece out of it and feel better and feel like we're starting to contribute back into uh, the pot of humanity, whatever that may be. I'm always down. I'm I'm always down to dialogue. This know. conversation was very very rich yeah absolutely yeah and i hope all everyone watching appreciates this for what it is even if you awesome. disagree okay cool so can you please uh plug your uh website one more time and tell people where they can find you you can find us at cosmic fractal magnitudes.com and it's where all our art and services can be found but you can also find us on instagram at FOSAD5150, that's F-O-E-S-A-D-5150. Uh, and then uh, we also got some FPV, our drone accounts, uh, which is FOSAD FPV and Ratchet FPV. You can find us on Twitter at JPFOSAD and Amber0345. I'm on Reddit as FOSAD5150. I'm on Tumblr as FOSAD5150. You can find us on YouTube at FOSAD5150, JP FOSAD, Cosmic Fractal Magnitudes, FOSAD FPV. And, and I think that's about as much as I can get off the top of my head right now. All right. I don't want to be an asshole, but oh. I think that if people know what FOSAD means, it'll stick no. in their brain more. It and it, they'll it know means, it, and they'll know. So it, what does FOSAT mean? It means freedom 
opportunity, efficacy, sustainability, accountability, and diversity. Because FOSAD evolved. Oh, so FOSAD does not mean fuck off, shh, eat, and, <laughs> shit and die. Not to me, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, so what does it mean now? Freedom, opportunity, efficacy, sustainability, diversity, a- accountability, accountability, and diversity. Okay, before we log off, can I ask you one thing? What is the difference between freedom and anarchy? Well, I think that anarchy is a way to describe, um, you know, some kind of state of humanity um, or state of things uh, that is absent of external authority. I think that freedom is a little bit less objective and more subjective where like a freedom freedom is something that someone kind of determines for themselves you know where they have to determine you know their own responsibility and accountability they have to be you know think about like or not think about how their actions are going to affect others you know i mean like what's different that's different from anarchy well, yeah, because the anarchy has, you know, see, freedom can be defined by each and every individual. And as much as every individual can define anarchy for themselves, I think that anarchy is meant to be a more objective description for a state um, that lacks external authority. In anarchy, you can still exert your own personal authority over yourself. It just entails that there's no external authority governing body or anything. So you can have total organization you can have a utopian anarchistic society when all the people that are are involved are choosing the behaviors that are conducive for the state of utopia you can also have a dystopian state of anarchy where everybody thinks that it means do whatever the fuck you want you know what i mean but just because there's no external authority doesn't mean that we have to do things that we wouldn't want other people to do to us otherwise i mean we're not even that i don't think that's a creature of of uh any kind of intelligence or intention you know like i i think that a creature that feels like it has to do the worst possible you know, the, the most extreme, whatever it is, just because there's not something preventing them from doing it, um, is probably suffering from a root issue that goes beyond this rebellious behavior. Honestly, you know, so when we get down to the root of it, like, I think that healthy people you know, are more likely to be able to make the choices that, uh, manifest this utopian state of anarchy and the less healthy people are the more it's going to be a dystopian state honestly catalyst we exist in a state of anarchy right fucking now because we don't agree with the powers that be they're just usurping power over all of us under threat of nuke and imprisonment, and, you know, and all the horrible things get disappeared, whatever the heck, you know, like uh, we have to pay taxes and all this stuff. This, this, is, this is a terrible dystopian state of anarchy. Where I don't this, think that uh, is. <laughs> governing, governing force that 
has the the most technology it, it's a tech technocracy you know anarchist state where we're literally be, be, being ruled by this violent state of technology because there's no check or balance and and it is it's a state of anarchy this is not fucking organized or efficacious by any means i love you brother i, I love both you guys um sean i love you too brother you are definitely my brother from another mother always man i would i I would just like to say this because he was just bringing up taxes i didn't pay my taxes this year (laughs) go fuck yourselves because you know why i have started my uh my shit to become a sovereign citizen and you motherfuckers are gonna start paying me so fuck you (laughs) Uh, oh, wow. that's, that's what's awesome. up we definitely like to follow that journey yeah 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 i'd like to see that uh, you up that. with my boy uh james from we the people radio he uh had somebody on who uh helped me get started with that so i'll definitely get you nice. involved in that and uh by the by the time 2023 hits i will be a sovereign citizen and this government has nothing on me anyways mm-hmm. yo White Rabbit, what a great episode, you guys. Like, Sean Chris, you killed it. Uh, Amber and fucking JP Fosad, you, <laughs> I want you guys back on again, please. Like, I fucking love this conversation, and I feel like there's so many different rabbit holes that we can go down Definitely. together, and we can have we can have a great time. Sean, I hope you consider having them on uh, um, uh, Kill the Mockingbirds, too. For sure. Uh, definitely with this mosquito thing, because I think it's something that we need to uh, let people know and so that we can try to stop. I don't know if we have like a foolproof fan, foolproof plan of how we can exactly stop this. But I mean, the more people that know about it, the more voices they're going to get out there and the more that it's going to get talked about. So and under some dangers, have, right? the, the dangers of, of these things getting out of control. The fact that we don't even have an idea of how bad that out of control can get. Like we, we don't even have a possible consequence that we could tell them that is likely, you know, I mean, these things, this could get way out of control and it's really important for people to understand. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, my brother, tell everybody what the fuck you do and where they can find you. Well, you can find me at uh, Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds, or uh, check out my new co-host, uh, Edgar Ramos, Operation Mockingbirds. Uh, you can find us on all platforms, uh, our podcast, what, Apple, Spotify, uh, so on and so forth. And then don't forget to check out the music. I just dropped a new album, Psychosis, uh, with the homeboy Harsh Ramirez. And I uh, got Dystopia Paradise. Check that, S-E-A-N-C-H-R-I-S, Sean Chris. And uh, yeah, that's what that's what I do. <laughs> and, and 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 don't forget don't forget about the song that you had with with our reggae boy so because that was a pretty dope ass song oh false flags as well yeah yeah false flags i got false flags i got a bunch of little stuff i got some more projects coming out constantly doing music i think that's another great way of uh contributing to the minds and uh changing the masses yeah putting truth in music man that's a great way to spread the truth Yo, Amber, JP, I love you guys. Uh, I, I, can I have you guys back on again? Can I get, can I get cosign right now? Anytime. Oh yeah. Anytime. Definitely. You got it. They're gonna be back on. All right, you guys. Yo, this is Catalyst signing off. Ah!
I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra Just in my wig, bikini Chanel I join the women's beach volleyball league I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussions I'm hitting the heads, it's only technique One shot, two shot, three shot, four Five shot, six shot, seven shot, more I love me some Kamala, she is phenomenal Proving that anything's possible From side chick to Montel She must be a minor the way that she worked all the shots To get to the top of the capital Almost forgot about Brandon Still, still stuttering all of his speeches Cue up the clap track Green screen some more people Rachel Levine sat clapped Everybody worked up about yes. Elon Buying Twitter like he gon' save us huh? Left and right squabbling while he got chips For your heads calling him courageous No way, no. I answer to no one Start calling me NATO Digital cheese on the way though Get you a bowl of Alfredo It's a woke summer I need another booster Summer into a COVID winter. These are moments to remember. As I puffin' on my ember, Moderna and Pfizer. Time to go on a bender. Don't assume my gender. Purple bangs just a blocker. Non-binary doctor. Betty Cocker. Fighting all meth monsters. Myocarditis playing soccer. Cloud Schwab storing homeworn blockers. Kick rocks, slap ass at the Oscar. Yellow and blue emoji. It's a summer. I need another booster. Wanna make things worse? How dare you? How dare you? 